Return to Life After Baby Loss, a podcast brought to you by Grace in Action. I'm Siobhan, Grace's mum, and together with David, Grace's dad, we'll be exploring life after loss. Hello and welcome. It's me, David, and as usual, I'm here with my wife, Siobhan. Hiya. No insults for you. Um, Do you want me to tell them about the microphones? Let's let's just move swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing because we were trying to record and getting like, why is it not working? She's like, have you plugged the microphones in? And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. So I thought I'd get it out of the way to stop you getting it in there. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm still laughing. Yeah. Okay. So today we're going to talk about friends and colleagues, how baby loss affects friends and colleagues or mm. ripples are ever widening and how it goes to friends and colleagues. So um, where do we start with that one? Wow. That's a big one, isn't it? One of the things I was thinking is why did we decide last year to put this mean, put friends and colleagues together? I think we were trying to fit things into to a week, weren't we? Mm. Um, and also thinking that probably some of the things that affect your friends will affect your colleagues, probably, hopefully, some of your colleagues are friends. Do you know what it was? It's about how people you see regularly or semi-regularly are, mm. are treat you yes so essentially i think this podcast is aimed at friends and colleagues not so much people like us um i suppose we're going to be saying things that we would love you to hear if you are a friend or a colleague of someone who has experienced this particular type of loss yeah i think the difference between that and an extended family for me is that um for, for me like a lot a lot of my friends like we're, we're all having and some colleagues are having babies around the same time. Mm. Um, and I, I actually, some of my extended family was as well, to be fair, some cousins. But perhaps the impact on them was much bigger. I mean, things like one of my friends, her firstborn is like eight months older than my firstborn. And her secondborn is eight months older than Grace. You mm. know, like they should have been in the same school year. Um, things like that. So, you know, whenever she turns a particular age, like I'm like, bang, wow. Okay. You know, I know that, that, I mean, it's eight months off Grace's anniversary, but I know it's Grace's anniversary coming up next. She's the next, you know, mm. does that make sense? It's it kind does, of, it does. It like marks it in a very different way. I don't know if my friend actually, um, kind of thinks about it in that way. I've never asked her. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, my friends don't really ask me about my living children, let alone about how I'm doing about my, my dead child. So maybe it's just, it's just one of those things. But when, but came back to ground zero in terms of time, when mm. it just happens, how do friends and colleagues treat you? And I mean, the experience of most people is <laughs> they don't really know what to do. Yeah. And what, what do you do? What well, do you say? Well, to begin with, I just think we handle death so badly anyway. And you keep, we were talking to a friend the other night, um, who was telling us about, um, uh, the death of a, of a loved one. And I said, if one more person gives me any more sympathy and it's that kind of looking at you with doe eyes and going, are you okay? You or, how, how are you? How are you? And he goes, and I remember a friend of mine's mother died and I saw it all online. And I just remember the next time I went into work and saw them, I just went up to him and said, shit in it. And he was like, thank you. Thank you. If one more person gave me sympathy, I was going to lamp him. Mm. I just, he just wanted someone to say how it is. 
And I think we just need people to be normal, don't we? Yeah. I mean, as yeah. normal as can be. Or like, you know, how are you coping or how are you doing today? I like that. Mm. How are you today? Acknowledging that it's going to be a real roller coaster. And um, the other thing I hate is the sort of unspoken expectation that if you reply that you're doing okay that somehow you're dealing with it better mm. but actually maybe you are just having an okay day or hour yeah. or five it, minutes it, is that changeable yeah yeah i think for colleagues i think um perhaps in that environment where there's a crossover between sort of maybe like trying to be professional somehow like maybe people hide behind that a little bit and don't actually say anything um and i think personally that sucks well, can't say i particularly well, experience well, that go, but. some people go to work just to work and they're not that interested in making friends out of their colleagues whereas but regardless uh, for the majority of people you've got to go to an office after your baby's just died and sit in the same room yeah. For however many hours a day. Um, we don't actually really know what we're talking about in this, from that aspect, because neither of us were in the, that kind of a working circumstance no. when Grace died. Um, I mean, we have colleagues, people who we'd work with regularly, but not like you have to go kind of go back and go and sit in the well, same room with them every day. What was hard for me was because I was teaching. Oh, actually, yes. Four yes, or yes, five yes. different classes a week. Every class was like going back to work for the first time. And my and my, um, my faculty hadn't told any of the students that what had happened. So every time I had to do it all over again, because they all knew I'd gone off and they were all expecting me to come back with a baby. And it was just. Yes, exactly. Horrific. I, I had that with all my week. with all my um, students as well. Uh, although, actually, to be fair, same faculty, <laughs> same faculty. Uh, had uh, prepared my students slightly better. Had they? Yeah. Um, but also I think it had gone around word of mouth. I think a few choice students knew um, and had passed it around. But <laughs> then you, a lot of my... Do you have choice students? I do, well, as in as in, I I get many more repeat students than you do. Yes, that's We're true, going that's way true. off topic here. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the, point, the point being, like from our point of view, we kind of had to relive it again and again and again and again. And that, from, that made it difficult. That, that was and, hard. Or, or like doing a job when you're kind of self-employed, like seeing somebody like that you might only see twice a year and they're like, Oh, when you pregnant last time? And it's like, yeah, I was. Mm. So um, I, I remember I was directing an opera and it was a guy. Um, you could like, you could see him doing everything he could not to like catch your eye or do anything. And so I was just being me and I mentioned grace. And he was like, well, well, well you know, I, I, I'd heard what had happened, but you know, I, I didn't want to mention anything to, to upset you <laughs> inside. I almost, part of me was like, the hell do, do you think I'm not actually upset all the time? Anyway, how do you think you could upset me worse? Yeah, it yeah. was like that's all. That's kind of backwards, isn't it? That thought. I I understand where it comes from. Yeah, but it is kind of backwards. It's like actually, no, I'm living and breathing this every single day. You you can't actually. You could upset you could upset me more actually by being kind of rude or whatever. But we, and he wasn't being rude. Or, no, he wasn't. Um, or, or saying something that begins with the words at least. That would oh, be a good way God. to upset me more. But yeah, we'll, that's another. There we time. are. There's one we'll, piece of advice. Never start a sentence with at least. Absolutely. But I've, so rewind, I've, rewind. Can I give you my theory of friendship? Yeah, go on then. So it's I call it the cog theory because uh, I can't think of anything better. <laughs> <laughs> 
But if you imagine two cogs, two wheels with like interlocking spikes and they interlock and they mesh and they perform this kind of perfect sort of working mechanism. And I think that's what friendship is. You meet people, you become friends and you form a relationship because at that point in your life, whatever you need from each other just meshes. Now, it may be that you continue to mesh forever. It may be that that mesh works for a year or a week, sometimes even a couple of hours. You know, I've met people who've gotten so well. It's been amazing. Never seen them again after, you know, meeting them on the night out. But that's okay. Relationships, friendships, they last as long as they need to. Some peter out, some just disappear. And you know what? That is the circle of life. Um, But when you have a big shift, in, when you have a shift in your life, the cogs don't meet quite as nicely. They can still work together. Great. But when you have a big shift, the cogs don't work. And what we need is people to, is to move their cogs to meet ours because we are not in a place to bring you to meet us. You have mm. to come to us. Mm. Now, what happens is I think people either can't handle it or they don't know how to handle it, or maybe they think that you should be able to handle it better or get over it quicker. It, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever the reason, the cogs have shifted. What that means for us is that not only do we have to grieve our child, we have to grieve the loss of a friendship mm. because I do not know anybody in our situation who hasn't lost friends yeah. when their baby died. Yeah, And it's tragic because it means we've got to grieve those friendships as well. But one thing I've learned is they happen. You know, if we lose you, that's a real shame, but so be it. And there's a lot of friends in the baby loss community to be made. I've got a WhatsApp group of people right now. Yeah, me too. Me too. My son's family have been incredible. Mm. Our little WhatsApp group's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, think, I think you do. What, what you do you find saying earlier about being honest. Being honest. Yeah, I think as, as, as the person at Ground Zero, I think if you can, it's great if you can tell your friends what you need. And don't be afraid to say, actually, I don't want to talk about my dead baby today or actually I really need to talk about my dead baby or can you help me come and sort through my baby's clothing and figure out what to do with it or yeah anything really and tell them just whatever you think it is just tell them like I love it I love it when my friends talk about about grace or ask me about grace or to be honest, it often doesn't come from them, but they're really good at responding if I start a conversation like and mention maybe that I've been down to visit her burial ground or it's coming up to her anniversary or um, they are really, really, really kind of really responsive, but it doesn't often come from them. But then I also respect like where they're at with their lives. And I know that they've got a lot of their own stuff going on and it is six years down the line. And although I live with it every single day, they don't. Um, although they might now listen, they might be now if they're listening to the podcast because <laughs> I told them all yeah. to go and listen to it. No pressure. <laughs> um, and I think the other thing is like if you're at ground zero, if you can find it within your heart to like, be as forgiving as you can because a lot of the time people don't know how to handle it and they don't know what to say and they might get it wrong or they might get it very very right um yeah it's and i think tough. if you are a friend uh, you also need to be honest. If you just can't handle it, yeah, then tell. If it's tell triggering them. for you, yeah, or yeah. you don't know how. 
just say, I'm, I'm really sorry, sorry. I can't, it's too much. I can't handle it. It's too yeah. much for me. Because even though that hurts, it's better to know what's going on. Because if you don't know what's going on, you think you've done something wrong. You've Absolutely. been abandoned. It's, it's just hell. Yeah, um, don't compound the situation for the for the person at ground zero. Mm-hmm. If it's too much for you, you know what? I, I respect for that. Absolute respect for that. But also fess up and deal with it. And if you don't know what to say, we've said it already, just try and be as normal as possible. I remember talking to one of my best friends who I do another podcast with, and it was shortly after we'd buried Grace, I think. And we had a little chat where he checked in on me and there was a bit of silence. And he went, do you want to record an episode? And I was like, yeah, I would love that. And we recorded an episode talking about stuff we love and just laughing. And it was just what I needed. It was just normal. Um, and, I, and that's what I needed. I needed someone to be normal with me. And if I if I decided I couldn't handle it, just to go, it's all right, mate. Mm. Um, so just, I know it's difficult. I know it's awkward, but be normal. You can say our dead baby's names. You can say, oh, this must be so rough, mate. And just, I don't know, normal, 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 normal. Gold stars as well for remembering special dates and anniversaries and birthdays if they're not the same day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Gold stars. What are we talking about tomorrow? Black and ethnic minorities. Oh, join us for that Black one. and Asian communities. Labor loss affecting black and Asian communities. So until tomorrow, peace, love, strength. Hold up. 